Good morning. Welcome to Axios Today. It's Monday, April 5th. I'm Nyla Boodoo. Here's how we're making you smarter today. Why the coming weeks are crucial for climate change. Plus, tracking new variants of the coronavirus. But first, Amazon's historic labor vote is today's one big thing. The results of a closely watched union vote at an Amazon warehouse in Bessemer, Alabama, are expected this week. It's been a long and contentious organizing drive that could change the face of the modern-day labor movement. Axios's chief technology correspondent, Ina Freed, is here to tell us what she's watching for this week. Ina, where do things stand as we head into this week? Well, the interesting thing, we're in this place where the votes have happened, but we still don't have a result. I wouldn't be surprised if there's challenges once the vote is announced, but the first step is finding out which way the workers voted. What effects do you think this vote, as well as this organizing campaign, has had on labor movements outside of Amazon? These Pushes to unionize in places that historically haven't are very important because more and more of the modern workforce works for a company like Amazon and Google and not for GM or the traditional labor bases. So for the organized labor movement, it's super important to get a foothold in these new types of employers. And for these employers, they have built their company business model around not having to deal with organized labor. So they would like to forestall or avoid that entirely. You wrote about how Amazon has been defending itself against this organizing effort. You called it a sharp-elbowed PR offensive. What have we seen Amazon do to fight this union election? Certainly, we saw a lot of the typical kinds of anti-union stuff. The company has the right to kind of use company time and inform workers how it sees things. It's certainly done that. It's been sending text messages to workers' phones. But more broadly, it's also started getting very aggressive on social media, on Twitter. We saw one of the company's leaders, as well as the company's official PR account, go after the union, go after Bernie Sanders and Elizabeth Warren over various issues. So a very aggressive hostile tone from Amazon, especially over the last week or two. Ina, Amazon's fighting on a lot of fronts. The union is just one of them. Yeah, Amazon certainly might want to be playing the long game here and recognize that it's going to be under scrutiny over the next few years for a variety of things, from taxes to how it deals with labor to antitrust issues. Some of the people that it's antagonizing right now are people that will decide tax policy, antitrust policy. And companies that have aggressively attacked those who regulate them have had a rough go in the past. Axios' chief technology correspondent, Ina Freed. Thanks, Ina. Thanks, Nyla. In 15 seconds, why President Biden's infrastructure bill is actually huge for the climate. Welcome back to Axios Today. April will perhaps be the most important month for climate action in more than a decade. That's what longtime advocates and experts have been telling Axios' climate and energy reporter Andrew Freeman, who is with us now. Andrew, why is April so crucial? April is crucial for at least three reasons. One is that the Biden administration has been rolling out this gigantic infrastructure and clean energy plan. It's also the month when we have to show the rest of the world how much we're going to reduce emissions by 2030. And it coincides with Earth Day on the 22nd, which is when President Biden is hosting world leaders virtually for a climate summit to try to kickstart U.N. talks. 
Why is the infrastructure plan, why is that so important in terms of climate action? The infrastructure plan can be thought of as bridges and roads and that sort of thing. But really, it is the most far-reaching climate bill we have ever seen. This would absolutely jumpstart our transformation of the electricity sector off of fossil fuels. This would deploy 500,000 electric vehicle charging stations around the country and aim to own, that this is their word, not mine, own the electric vehicle market instead of China. It would do a host of other measures to make the infrastructure of this country more resilient to weather and climate extremes. You mentioned uh, the Paris Climate Agreement. How are we changing our involvement with that? So we just got back in. The Trump administration had taken us out of Paris. And now Biden has this unbelievably difficult task, considering that the United States is the country that got the rest of the world to agree to Paris in the first place. And now after leaving and coming back, we're trying to say to other countries, we need to be more ambitious with this thing that we wrote and then left and then are back. So the Biden administration is seeking to be a leader on this again and to convince other countries that we actually have some serious intentions here. That's Axios' climate and energy reporter, Andrew Freeman. Andrew, will you come back later in the month and tell us everything that happens? Yeah, definitely. Happy to do it. Viruses are constantly mutating, and the coronavirus is no exception, which is why scientists are keeping an eye on a few variants you've heard of, the British, South African, and Brazilian variants, as well as a few others you might not know about. That's why Axios has built a coronavirus variant tracker. Axios visual journalist and developer Will Chase is here to explain. Good morning, Will. Hi, good morning, Nyla. What is this that you built? This is basically a live updating tracker to give you all the key facts that you need to know about these new coronavirus variants that are spreading throughout the U.S. Currently, our information is based on designations from the CDC and the World Health Organization. There's the variant that first came out of the U.K., the South Africa variant, which you mentioned. There's a Brazil variant, and then there's two variants out of California, And all of those are considered variants of concern because public health authorities are concerned that they may either cause more severe disease, increase the transmission of the virus, or vaccines may be less effective against them. And what kind of information is in the tracker about these variants? The first thing is just those key facts, which I mentioned. There is also maps showing the prevalence of each of these variants in the United States. So we have maps that are live updated that show what percentage of each of the coronavirus sequences in each state belong to each of these variants. Will, why did you want to build this? I had heard initially about these variants. I think we've all heard about them in the news, but it was a little confusing. And then I got interested one night and started doing some internet searches, and I found other trackers, other stories from news outlets and health authorities. And My general impression was these are really awesome, but they're also insanely complicated. If you're not a scientist, like you would never actually understand this. And so my goal was basically how can I take this really crucial information and condense it into a format that, you know, my mom could understand and that she could understand in five minutes. 
This information is updated daily, and it's at Axios.com. Thanks, Will. Thanks for building this. Yeah, thanks so much for having me. One last thing before we go. Tonight, March Madness officially comes to an end. It's going to be hard for the men to top the play last night in San Antonio. The women's tournament wrapped up with the top-ranked Stanford Cardinal squeaking out a win over Arizona. It's their first title since 1992. Tonight, the Gonzaga Bulldogs will try to become the first men's team to go undefeated since the Indiana Hoosiers did it back in 1976. But they're facing the Bears of Baylor, who've never won a title. And that's it for us today. We love feedback. You can reach our team at podcasts at axios.com, or you can message me on Twitter. My handle's Nyla Boodoo. If you want more news before tomorrow, tune into our afternoon podcast. It's Axios Recap. Thanks for listening. Stay safe, and we'll see you back here tomorrow morning.